late, super late, super late. <clears throat> but I'm on time. If I go by spirit, I'm on time. Super late. But if I go by spirit, I'm on time. So welcome to the back porch. Conjure her. This is E5 Bayo. Grab a seat, grab a squat, get some coffee. This time you can really get a drink. Get your hot chocolate, your water, or detox. What I'm doing. First of all, happy December. One more month and we will be in 2022. Two, two, two. Two, four, six. Ah, the foundation, the number of foundation. Six, the thinkers. Ah, about six people, y'all thinkers. Y'all think a lot, a lot, a lot, a lot. Y'all have to know everything, think about it. That's why I always say, what's your number? Six? Come here, I need you to verify. I need you to be witnesses, right? So, detoxing. Welcome to the Master Cleanse. Now, back in the day when I did this, people wanted to pay me to eat, right? But now I don't smoke, I don't drink, I don't do none of those things. I don't eat meat, so um, uh, it's not as bad as it was. Yeah, you will shit your life away. Yes, yes, yes. You will. You'll piss and shit like it's no other. You can smell food from a mile of fucking way. You can. You can sit. The guy delivered my package. I knew he had bubble gum. He had some peanuts. I smelled all that shit. <laughs> but that's not the conversation. See, we, we, we're unpacking. We're getting stuff away. We're getting ready. See, everybody that has been talking to me, they have been feeling very emotional. Very emotional. Oh, very emotional. But you got to remember, a cooler head prevails, so you have to find your center. Find your center. Cooler heads prevail. Got to find your center. Been emotional. We've been connecting or trying to connect with like minds, trying to find our tribe. We are out here right now from the last week, really, until now. It's even more. It's like we're trying to find where we fit in. And it's a lot of clearing out. It's been a lot of clearing out. Friends that you thought would never break up. People that you thought you would never see together. People that you were like, yo, motherfuckers have died. All of that. Crazy tragedies. A lot of triumphs. It's like before January kick in, we got to fine tune some things. We got to put things together. We got to let people know where you stand and where you don't stand and where you're getting confused and where you had me fucked up at. So it's a lot of that, you know, and people are very emotional when it comes to this. That's why I said, get, get, get back into your center. Get back into your center. Before you start doing anything or, or confronting anyone or going to sign up for any kind of school or you're going to get a job or you having a meeting with your boss or you ready to want to talk to your man, find your center because cooler heads will prevail. Can't put emotions in it. You got to step back and look at the complete picture. And it may be you separate from people. And it's okay. It is okay. It's not a bad thing. Oh my God, I can't believe. No, it's okay. I, I in my mind, and you're welcome to borrow this, but in my mind, I have two choices. Prison, right? Prison or death. Carried by six, judged by 12, or peace. 
Now, I can sit here, argue, fight you, threaten you, get other people involved. We have this big-ass war. And when you think of it, it's, it's really over bullshit. Right? Sitting here in court, waiting for the judge to see me. All of that. Or I can walk away and have peace. Peace of mind. Knowing that I choose me. I choose the safe space. And it's not being, oh, well, you a punk. I'm not 12. You don't, you, you can't... Uh, Guilt me or try to get me or instigate me in some shit. I don't give a fuck. No, bye. Okay. Because I know my peace is everything. And I also know I come too far to allow someone that has nothing make me lose everything. I work too hard. So no, no. You have people that will make up things about you. You have people that will talk about you. You have people that will blackball you. You have people. I was talking to a friend today and... People always say, hey, can you ask this? And he thought that it was strange. Like, what? People are, people's fear of being disassociated. People's fear of saying, no, we don't fuck with her. People's fear of, you don't know that? Of being chastised. People have that fear of being embarrassed. Of what they think of me. Because so many people want the approval of strangers. I don't know you. You don't know me. Fuck, I care. But see, maybe I might have would have been one of those people if half of the fucking world didn't drag my ass and made me build a backbone. Then I might be one of those people, and I I understand where they're coming from. But those are the people that you know they put more emphasis and more energy in the people on the outside than putting it on themselves. Let me say that again. They put more energy, more fucking uh, hope and consideration and what they think. They put it all on the outside instead of bringing that to themselves. I need their validation. Oh, my God. These people don't care about you. Let me give y'all an a inside scoop. These people do not care. They don't give a fuck about you. They don't care. You know what their object is? To get you so fucking scared and blind so you can move out of the way so you don't have to be their competition. If that's the case, they would be dragging everybody. No, they're dragging you because they see that spark in you. A robber doesn't go and rob an empty goddamn house. They rob something that's worth it. That's worth it. So they already see your power. The problem is you don't see it. You don't see it. You don't see your greatness. And guess what I'm not going to do? I'm not going to constantly tell you that. Because I can tell you 50 million times. If you still don't believe it, you're not going to believe it. And they win. The, the hater, the person that blackballed you, the per- they win. They're never going to give you that validation. They're never going to say you're certified. They're never going to say, oh, you're the greatest. No, you're their competition. You're taking their money. So there, and for the ones that's doing the fucked up shit, what? You're teaching people? Ain't that the object? To teach people to think for themselves, to get out here and be self-sufficient? No, ma'am, that's not it. You're wrong, Ifa. No, it is. I'm not around all the time. How do you protect your family? How do you protect yourself? How do you navigate through this life and this world without me or any kind of spiritualist? That's our job. We're supposed to teach you to become self-sufficient. But we don't want to tell you that. Because you know what happens? When we tell you to be self-sufficient, we lose our coin. <laughs> How I'm going to pay my light bill, my cable bill. How I'm going to eat. Because let's be honest. Some of you are cash registers. Cha-ching.
When I see you, I don't see a human being. I don't see someone that I'm supposed to be helping. I see how much dollars I can get. Now, yes, spirituality is, is it's not cheap. Candles ain't cheap. Animals ain't cheap. Flowers ain't cheap. Herbs ain't cheap. It's not. But neither is going to the club, buying a drink. Neither is going over to get your hair done, your nails done. Neither is going to get a ticket. All that costs. This is, this is the world. Everything costs. You're going to pay for everything. The best things in life are free, a sunset, but we can't get full off that motherfucker. Uh, listen to a baby cry because it's hungry. So, yeah. So, we have to. Now, when you think of it as, oh, my God, they charge me. Oh, my God. Then don't do it. Don't do it. If you got a complaint, don't do it. Shit. Go to church. Get that dollar offering and be happy. Sit down. You know God going to watch over you anyway, so what's the problem? Shit, he, he got you. So what's the problem? You, you don't need to be in the popular group. Uh-uh. Because you're worrying about affording something. You're worrying about who it is and, and what. My godfather once told me this story. <clears throat> and it's a beautiful story. Right? And everybody has their own version of it. You know, and he read it. He didn't create it or anything like that. He read it off of someone's page. And he always shared it with us. He said, there was a Babalao and this man. And the man went to the Babalao and said, hey, I'm leaving your house. And the Babalao looked at him and was like, why? He said, because you got people gossiping. You got people running around talking about people. You got people fighting. You got people having sex and, you know, all of this. I didn't sign up for this. So the Babalao thought. He said, okay. <laughs> he said, I want you to take a hikita, which is a bowl. He said, I want you to take this hikita, fill it with water. And I want you to walk around this house three times. Ah, oh, but you have to fill it to the top. And the object is to not drop a single drop of water. But walk around three times. He said, can you do that for me? Because you're welcome to leave. But I just asked you to do that one thing. So the guy said, no problem for you, Baba. I'm not mad at you. You know, I'm mad at the people. I'm mad at the religion. So he said, just walk around. So the guy did it. And he came back to the Baba. And the Baba looked at him. He said, how was the walk? And he was like, man, it was, it was difficult because I, I did everything not to drop that water. And bye-bye, I didn't drop none of it. He said, okay. He said, how many people did you see gossiping today? She said, what? How many people did you see having sex? How many people did you see fighting and doing all that? He said, man, I didn't focus on those people. I focused on this water. You told me not to drop it. He said, and that is spirituality. That is what you came for. You didn't come into this belief or religion or on this spiritual journey to worry about what anybody else was doing. You came to worry about you, your bowl, your water. The object is don't miss a drop. Don't miss a lesson. Don't miss a lesson. Now, my, father, my godfather also told me two things. Keep your pussy out the Bronx and keep your pussy out of the religion. Knock on wood. Because he'll say, I'm proud of you, D. And I'll be like, thank you, Padrino. God bless the dead, because I did. I don't need that. I don't want to walk in a room where people have to gossip about me. And if you do, let it be something positive. I don't need to go into a room where everybody done fucked me. Nah, I don't have a spinach pussy. Yeah, I'm vulgar today. I don't need to be somewhere and all I'm labeled as mess. And I'd rather be invited than gossip about. But I'm here to tell y'all today for this conversation and many more to come. If you don't stop 
worrying about what people think about you. Because what people eat don't make you shit. Then you have lost way before you began. No one will validate you. People will ride your bandwagon today. And tomorrow they'll be the same people that will bring your ass down. Do good for people. But don't make it where you are sad. If I helped you any kind of way, great. If you turned your back on me or dissed me, that's your problem, not mine. I did what I was destined and called to do. That's it. However you take it and do it, I'm good with that. And I'm going to live my life. If I helped you in any way, if I encourage you, uplift you, and today or tomorrow, you go around and tell people, oh, if I ain't shit, she ain't do shit, she ain't do shit. I don't care because I know what I did. I know the truth. You know, that saying is real, real great. You try to embarrass me with a lie, but I can destroy you with the truth. But why would I want to destroy you? I know you wasn't ready to be in my presence. I knew you wasn't ready. Because if you have to go out and dog the person that helped you, then you yourself wasn't ready. But everything is a test. I was watching Lonnie B Monday, and he said that. He said, everything is a test. Pass. Sometimes you'll get tested where you will help that person and that person will dog you out and you want to go over there and argue and fight. But why? You got too much on your plate. Why are you worrying about what those people say? And I had to learn that lesson because at first I was like, oh, it's ready. I had the claws out. But what will it get you? So spirit must have said, let me help her. And they kept me busy all day. People want to collaborate. People want to do things. But then when I found out, hey, I'm going to Africa, 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 going to Africa. I wouldn't have thought that Africa, I said Brazil. And it's funny because spirit listened to you and I two places. I said, I'm never going. And it was like. We are Vegas and Africa. I'm going to Brazil and I'll go to uh, England first before I go to those places. Two places I had on my list. I said I won't go. Guess where I'm going? Hey. I went to Vegas. Now I'm going to Africa. Africa. Invited to go to Africa. Invited. My mother and me used to say your gift will make room for you. I thought they were lying. I'm here to tell you. I thought they were lying. I cried. I tried to commit suicide when I touched my mother and saw her in her casket. I thought I was crazy. I said, why? I don't want to see the bad. Then when I got initiated, people were coming out the woodwork, giving me all these bad stories, how they were raped, how they were abused, how they were taken advantage of. I had all of that. And I was like, why are they showing me this? I don't want that. I want to see the beauty. I don't want to see the ugly. It's hurtful to sit with someone and they tell you all of that. How they emailed you, messaged you. I didn't want that. I didn't want to be laughed at. I didn't want to be hated. Because now I have to make the public aware. I'm not a gossip colonist. I'm not that. And somebody said, you're not. You're a pioneer. You say the shit that people were thinking. You truly are Oshun's daughter. You are the mirror. I don't want to be the mirror. 
I want to be the person to hold a mirror and look in. It's not your job. You know how we want a gift because we see that person getting all the fame. Oh, my God. They can do that. Nah, it's not your gift. Perfect your gift. My Godfather made sure of that. Perfect your gift and you can't do nothing without Egum, without your ancestors. Perfect your gift. You can't do nothing without your egg. Oh, okay. Still, fought like hell. But I, then I learned to embrace it. Can't run from your gift. You can try. Go whoop your ass. But I don't like growing up ass whoopings. Take too long to heal. So I said, well, okay. I'll do that. And when I start accepting who I am, I tell you the first time I had a vision, I was working in Jamaica religious. And I saw this vision of this woman calling because we would clean and feed the pots. This guy, Jose, that used to work there. I used to help him. I used to feed his pots and stuff, and I would be there helping him. <laughs> and um, I saw the, the nails of the person calling the police and uh, the animal cruelty, you know, uh, calling those people. And I saw their nails. And the lady that was a reader walked in and she had the same nails. And I told then, this guy Jose, who's my godfather, I told him that. And he said, never run from your vision. You have to embrace it like you really have them. So at first I thought I was crazy. So I would smoke weed so I wouldn't see the visions or anything. You know, if I was if I was high smoking weed that, you know, I couldn't see it. But it, it worked the opposite. I started seeing everything. So now I'm not even smoking weed. So I would sit there and be like, please, I don't want to see anything. Please, please, please. And I remember this lady walked behind me. She said, stop saying that because you don't want that. Don't give something that God gave you. And I was like, okay, all right, nosy lady. I sure did. I turned around. I was like, you nosy. But like, okay. And started laughing. She started smiling. She was like, you have such a beautiful heart. So I wasn't mad when, you know, I got my name. Because it's right. I learned to accept all of it. And I learned to accept people and leave them where they are. I'm not here to fix you. That's a personal thing. I'm not. I'm here to encourage, uplift, inspire, motivate. Fixing you is your thing. You got the tools. Get to work. If you need therapy, go get it. I'm a big fucking fan of getting therapy. Not a lot of people are, but I am. I am. Go get some therapy. Unpack some shit that you might be going through. I'm a big fan of healing yourself. I'm a big fan of that. I'm a big fan of... Networking with people. I'm a big fan of do not embarrass people. Don't do that. But you have people that are the opposite. And that's okay. That's their, that's their journey. That's their karma. That's their life. That's okay. It's not mine. And I have the choice like you have the choice to participate or walk away. Now, I know if I watch enough, then okay. I was a people pleaser for a long time. And not because I cared what people think. I just wanted to help people. And I didn't have a limit of helping and my, my way of helping. So even with my, with my old house, I would bring people there. And I remember my godmother sitting there saying, who did they come to, me or you? To me. Then help them. That's why they're coming to you. Okay. But no, they, they, I got to bring them to y'all. You know, because I, I believe 
everyone should have a seat at the table. And which is true. We all do. We all have gifts. We all have abilities. We all have talents, work ethics, all of that. But you're not the only seat at the table. Like, I'm not the only seat. And when I get my fill of the table, now it's time for me to go and branch out and start building my own table. I can't sit at this table too much. This is the kitty table. This is the table. No, no. It's time for me to go to another. Let me branch out. Let me go down this road. But some people don't want you to do that. Some people want to hold on to you. And half of y'all motherfuckers, because I was once there, are on life support. Because half of y'all are dead. Holding on to situations that don't, that are dead, that are useless. Holding on to people, holding on to relationships, holding on to memories, holding on to all of that. You're killing yourself. It's over. It's done. Let it go. Why are we still carrying this? I remember talking to someone and I said, okay, let's move on. Because the person said, no, it's either yes or no. And I believe that's why they moved me up here in the mountains. It's yes or no. Go or stay. There's nothing in between. Either you do it or you don't. That's it. Nothing else. The devil's in the details. I don't need the details. Are you doing it? No. Okay, let me move on. Oh, well. But no, this is what most of y'all do. Oh, well, they said no because they must be mad because I did this. No, no, it's no. I don't have the space. I don't have time. But guess what? I don't have to owe you an explanation. No, baby, I can't do it right now. How do you get mad? Because no is a complete sentence. No, I can't do it. You asked me and I told you. But why do we want to drag on to it? You know those people where you go, yeah, okay, well, it's dead. It's, it's over. Thank you. Oh, but you said, no, no, it's over. Let's move on to something else. How are you doing? Okay, our conversation is done. Let's move on. Why do we have to drag it out? Why do we still have to talk about it? Why do we think people still worry about it? No, it's not. You make it relevant. I'm not. I done moved on. I, I'm on a whole new different plateau. But we hold on to things. And not only does it start choking, we start dying. We start dying. All of the things that we were motivated about, all the things that we were hyped about doing, that sparkle is gone. We become our own worst enemy. And then we do the most. We settle. Oh, you know what? I ain't doing it no more. I'm finished. Oh, my God. I hate the spiritual community. I hate people. Oh, my goodness. Why? That's my question. Why? Because, you know, everybody's talking about me. Everybody. Okay. Eh? So, nope, you understand, you know, because, you know, because this one is going to know and this one's going to see. Are they God? Are they God? I got to call you back. I got to call you back. So, are they God? Are they, are they people that... You know, that, that has power over you? Can they have a heaven and hell to put you in? No. So why are we worrying? Let it go. Let it go. I don't need to keep an update. Once you let something go, you move on. I don't need to keep an update. I don't need to know what you're doing. I don't care if somebody died. I don't care if you got married. It's no more of my concern. We are no longer in each other's life at all. Oh, but you know, their friends is my friend. They was my friend. Listen, listen. I don't need to be bothered by none of that at all. Go live your life. Why are you putting a noose on your neck as well as their neck? Why are you sitting here on life support? Because majority of y'all are holding on to shit that you don't have. That you should have buried years ago. No, because it's easy to play the victim. I know you lying. I know you lying. Fuck that. Uh Uh-uh. No. 
let me tell you. <laughs> my ex-husband, God bless the dead. February 14th, it'll be three years. He died on, I mean, 15th, excuse me. He died the day after Valentine's Day, three years ago. Craig used to hang with his friends. And they would sit and say, man, um, you going home because you whipped. You going home. He said, yeah, I am going home. Man, she can't let you do nothing. Ah, oh, man, you listen to your woman. He said, we're not even in the same category. So his friend Edna was like, what are you talking about? He said, y'all niggas got girlfriends. He hold up his ring finger and said, I got a wife. We can't even have a conversation about this. I come over here, we're going to talk, we're going to pop shit, we watch the fights, the games, all of that. We don't have the same conversation. You going home to a girl, to a girlfriend. I'm going home to a wife. Well, I loved her that much, I gave her my last name. Now, some of y'all may have this thing where, oh, no, I don't, I don't believe in marriage. All men ain't shit. They're going to cheat anyway, and they're going to do. Black love is a beautiful love. Even, not even color. Love is a beautiful thing. And being in a relationship is beautiful. I just recently texted all the dudes I used to date and told them I'm sorry for lying to them. And one of them said, why? I said, because if I told you I loved you, I lied. Because what I know now is what love is. All that shit I was doing with y'all was, let's be honest, we was just screwing. Or I don't know what the fuck we was doing. Make believe. I said, but what I have now is what love is. So what I was doing with y'all, I lied if I told y'all I love you. <laughs> it was a lie. So forgive me. Okay? And that was it. But when I started working on myself, going to therapy, releasing all of that shit that I was holding on to, letting go of those relationships that are no longer there. I'm not pining over somebody that ain't even pining. Oh, but I still love them. You know, you can't drop out of love. I love my mom, I love my brothers, I love my sisters, I love my family. But I'm not in love with them. I'm in a new relationship. I'm fully in it. I got tired of dating boys and males. When you start working on yourself and owning your womanhood, you'll start dating a man, different vibe, different breed. My husband is no longer here because then I'd say I was married to a man. And we divorced, but we were still friends. I, I know how to be a wife. That I know how to do. I know how to be a wife. I didn't know how to be a girlfriend. I didn't know how to be, you know, so I, I would do wifely duties. But this man said, why are you doing wifely duties for me? No. And we dated for two years. No sex. Yeah, I know. Hard to believe. But, you know, I have a friend named Cars. Let me tell you about Cars, because I love Cars. Oh, my God, I love Cars. Before I even talk about mine, let me talk about Cars. I brought Cars to a women's group with me so the men can protect us, because I knew it was going to be late, and they make sure we all got where we needed to go and our destinies and stuff, our destinations to get home. So Cars was one of those men. Cars believe in... Getting to know a woman before he sleeps with him. If it takes a year to two years. Right? Cause is all man. He ain't gay. He ain't trying to be gay. None of that. No, no offense. But this is cause. 
Cars want to know where your head is. So one of the sisters said, hey, can we go out? She was like, because she was vibing with him. She said, hey, can we go out? He said, we'll talk and we'll plan something, you know, within the next week or so. What? Uh-uh, you don't do that. He said, hold on. He said, if I'm taking you out, I need to know where to take you, what kind of food. And all of this starts with a conversation. She was like, yeah, but, you know, the dudes I was talking to. Cause I said, hold on. That's your problem. I'm not dudes. I'm a grown man. But are you gay? He was like, no. He's like, why would you ask that? Right then and there, I knew. And no, no shade to sister. But I knew she never was in the presence of a man. She'd been in the presence of a male and a boy. But she's never been in the presence of a man. A grown man. Cause is that man that will, he'll listen. He listens to your conversation. So when we was talking, you know, prior to, cause I hit him up prior to us going to the meeting, you know, I'm a vegetarian. So is cause. So cause stopped by and brought me, he said, here, I'll bring you some fruits. He's, you know, and he remembered what I said. So that's the one thing of a man. They listen. And they listen to make mental notes of what you like. Not, hey, babe, what you want to eat? They already know what you like. They don't have a problem with protecting their woman. Let's go again. Not their girlfriend, not their girl, not their shorty. Their woman. And there is a saying in a song, black men don't cheat, but grown men don't cheat. I'm happy with what I have at home. See, the queen takes care of everything inside of the castle and the king takes care of everything outside. And you may say, okay, Ephi, you didn't jump over. No, I'm letting y'all know that when you clean out, you detox, you unpack, you put all that shit, all that trauma and all that shit you've been carrying for last relationships and friendships and all of that. And you start unpacking that and, and dealing with it and healing with it, then you are being a different vibe, a different level, a different energy, a different frequency, however you want to label it, you'll be in that. And when it's time, that person that's supposed to be in your life will come. We live in the world of balance. Everyone has a mate. Everyone has a mate. We live in duality, good yin and yang, good and bad. We live in this society where it is too and this year, I don't care what nobody say, this is going to be the year of finding your mate. Those that did the work. Now, those that didn't, no, don't, don't go look. Go, go help. Go research. Go heal. Go, go fix. Go unpack. This ain't that. This ain't for you. But you do that work, it happens. It, it definitely happens on every level. Not only in a relationship, but in your, in your life, in your environment, in your spirituality, in your mental, in your health, it start changing. Do you know when you start fasting and detoxing, your energy come, your body don't feel sluggish, you know, you start feeling bright, your thoughts become, that's why people, a lot of writers and a lot of um, advertisers, so they, cause they're using their brain power, they go and work out first cause them endorphins and everything else start, starts going. So they go work out first and then they come and they ideas and everything. Best shit ever. But we don't do that. 
we go and eat a big ass meal and we smoke and we drink and we pop shit and we get all in people's business. Then we sit there and be like, I don't know what to write because you wasted that. And that's not how it works. But when you start doing better, eating better, see, everybody thinks how, oh, wealth is, wealth is, is money. No, it's your health. How you going to maneuver? How, how can you maneuver? When you are doing spiritual work, that plays on your body as well as your mental, your spiritual, your physical. How, how are you going to do that if you're not for the test? You're, you're not there. You're not in shape. You're, you, you're supposed to be built for this. That's why you had those old people, those old spirit workers and all of that. They would do it because they knew. Them women would walk miles. They got the exercise in. They eat right. They, they were the providers and the healers. And that's what women are. We the healers. But how we lose our place. I was talking about relationships with a sister. I said, do you know, because I live up here and we have a lot of people from Bosnia, um, Africa, like it's all it's Italian, Italy. Like it's, it's a big part of everybody here. Do you know that before a woman up here gets married, a month before her wedding, the women take her and show her how to sew, how to cook. They show her all the things that a woman needs to know. And the men takes the groom and they show him how to build. They give him all of that in 30 days. He's just with them. He's just with them. And they give them at the end. They don't give them. Now, yeah, they have a party, but they don't give them fucking dishes and shit. They don't give them that because they already acquired that, right? You know, mothers and all that. They already acquired that. They didn't set them up. They give them a business. They give them a business, some kind of business, be it a car to drive Uber. Uh, for real, you may laugh, but they give them a startup. They help them. While they there that month, they help them build their credit or they'll find them an apartment and or they'll live with one of the parents until they get their money up and their credit and they buy the house next door or on that block. They do not move no further than a four block radius. I was like, wow, that's amazing. That's amazing. The women come together to teach this woman how to be a wife. They don't gossip. They take her to the supermarket. You will see a whole bunch of them. And it's a beautiful sight. You already know who's getting married because she's the one pushing the cart. <laughs> For real. And they go, they walk around, they show her, they show her how she, you know, for her family, how to plan meals. They show her how to shop, how to get, you know, some of them, for real, no shade, get the coupon in and all of that. They show her what's better to buy in bulk or to buy solo. They show her how to manage her money. They show her how to build up her stock house. Her little, because the worst thing a, a person can do, which I always thought was horrible, hear your man sitting on the toilet or your mate sitting on the toilet. Babes, there's no toilet tissue. Oh, I got to run to the store. That's embarrassing. That's horrible. No, your, your pantry should be full. And that's what they teach this, the new bride. They teach her how to sew. And they give her a sewing machine. They don't have to buy. They pass down here. They give her material. Because they're wrapped up. 
but they also show her the things she needs to buy. And there's no, there's no embarrassment in the bedroom. This is how you love your man. Do you know that when they husbands come home, they have a bath waiting for him, a cleansing bath, a spiritual bath, so to say. They take his shoes off, they take his clothes off, and they bathe him. They massage his scalp. They have his clothes out. They have his food. If he comes home at 6.30, his food and everything is starting being prepared at 4. So he's coming home to a hot meal. My friend said, you know, all the men in the Bronx, they be cheating. I said, because they hungry. Half of, the, half of the women nowadays, not even only in the Bronx, half of these women nowadays got, be, got their bodies done and they know how to order on a menu. But how about cooking? Because that is the way to a man's heart. It's through his fucking stomach. Cooking. You are the healer. Hence why you're in there. And if you don't know, take a cooking class. Take a cooking class. Find out what your man wants. You, there's, you, you bathe him. You put his clothes out. You make sure he is okay because when you treat him right. And I know some of y'all may hear this and be like, but he is still cheat. No, no, no. That's your behavior. That's not his. It, that's a male and a boy's behavior. Stop dating that. See, like I said, when you get on that frequency of, of dating a man, it's a different vibe. So as I said, I'm going back to my husband, my ex-husband, Craig. He said, I got a wife at home. We don't have the same conversation. Know your place. Run your race. Oh, but y'all divorced because we knew it was, it was over, but we still remained friends. No, we didn't have sex. We didn't do that, but we still remained friends and we still had kids. Oh, we had six kids all together. So of course we're going to be in their life. Why? What, what? What? No, it's not about us. We got to show these children that the village can still stand. We stop being together. Doesn't mean we stop loving y'all. See how that works. A man is going to stand there for his family. I'm not going to make myself uncomfortable if there's no love. I know how to let go. But does it mean I, when I let go my presence, I don't want to be bothered with y'all no more. I'm going to drop y'all. No, I'm still in your life. I love your mother. I'm not in love with her. I love your father. I'm not in love with him. It's a difference. But it's a different frequency. Oh, well, you know what? I'm not doing that. And you have a lot of sisters now that, I'm not his mother. I'm not cooking for him. Uh-uh. Fuck that. I ain't bathing him. No. Okay. Well, I can't find a good man. You just said it. You ain't his mama. You ain't bathing him. You ain't cooking for him. So don't worry about it. Don't complain. Don't complain. Stay there. That's it. You'll find somebody. You, you, the mirror always reflects what you want. So you'll find somebody. Okay. But why should I stay in, in something that's broken? It's broken. It's not fixable. Why do I need to be a parole officer? See, that's what I said. When you date a man, it's different. Why do I need your parole officer? I know my woman got me. If there's something I don't know, paperwork or whatever, I know my woman got me. And if there's something that she needs, I know I got her. I shouldn't have to be like, do you think he's back there? No. Let me tell you what Craig used to do, right? <clears throat> and I wasn't used to this. He would listen. Craig would listen. So for our anniversary, he never missed one. So one year he was in Germany and I was like, oh, I'm not going to see you. He was like, yeah, I know, babes. I'm sorry. I said, I never, we never missed the anniversary. Like, wow. I'm, you know, so I'm sitting at work and I went outside and I was smoking a cigarette and I'm sitting there looking up at the sky. So there was like phone and I was like, okay, what? 
And he was like, babes, you know, you hung up. I said, because you're not here. Like, you know, I'm fucking mad. He said, well, if you take your ass in the store, <laughs> you won't have to. What? Wait. And this limo pulls up and he steps out with a dozen roses. He said, I never missed a day and I won't begin now. And I was like, wow. One year, he said, babes, I know I can't make it. I'm on the other side of the world. I said, okay. So this guy, I was in the back counting the money. And this guy came in. So the girl was like, hey, this guy wants you. And it was Fritz, my husband's friend. And he had two beautiful baskets, one with a bottle of champagne and these beautiful glasses and these cheeses and fruit. So my friend Carmen, you know, my employee, she was there. And she was like, shit, if he ain't coming, we going to drink this. And Fred said, you know, he's sad, you know, but he told me, you know, deliver these. Okay. Not knowing that my husband was on the plane. So it was, I got home, it was 12, around 3 o'clock, right, in the morning. Door opens. I was like, who the fuck? He said, I made it. I said, no, you didn't. He said, no, I did. The sun ain't up. He said, we ain't going by the time the sun ain't up. So I made it. He said, open that bottle. And he said, come on, get some sleep. because We got a big day. He never missed it. Now for my birthday. <clears throat> I was so used to dudes giving me money. Like that was the ultimate gift, right? So like I said, I was dating males and boys. I was used to men giving me money. Give me money for my birthday. I remember Craig said, I'm not your Jewish uncle. What the fuck? I'm not giving you no goddamn money. No offense. But that's what he would say. It's like, I'm not giving. I was in love with Aerosmith and Meatloaf. And they came to New York. I didn't know. But they came to New York. My husband. My ex-husband, but Craig. He was the person that no matter what my woman want, I'm going to move heaven and hell to get. That's the one thing I will get for him. Even after we got divorced, still, still never changed that. He kept on bothering the man, the manager, that the manager said, they, their manager, their road manager. He kept on bothering them. He said, man, here, here go two tickets. You, you, front seat. When I tell you Aerosmith, Steven Tyler, Isaac Hagers, God bless the dead, Sandra Bernhardt, and Meatloaf was in New York. I sat in the center table. And he even had a dress. He said, I was sitting on the step and I'm, you know, I'm waiting like, you know, he going to come by and give me money. So that's what I was used to. Right. For a dude. That's what I thought. And he was like, no. He was like, yo, the dress is upstairs. You can go upstairs. I was like, no. So the dress is upstairs. So I went upstairs, beautiful dress, some shoes. I already had my hair did. So I put it on. I got dressed. I put it on. He was like, come on, man. He's like, yo, the car's coming. So it was his friend G took us, dropped us off in the city. And I sat in the center table and they sung happy birthday to me. Those are the things. But my ex-husband died. And y'all can say what you want. Oh, well, if he was so good, why y'all divorced? Because our kids was grown. He was traveling. I was home working and he would travel. My husband would travel six months out of the year. And six months, he'll be home. Now, in between those six months, he would fly me to different places or we would meet up in New York when he was on the road. He was the star's bodyguard. That's what he did. And I loved every minute of it. I got to meet some amazing people. I got to go to some amazing places. So I was grateful for that. 
He's in a lot of videos and all that, the big guy. So, but we knew that it wasn't, our, our job was to raise our children. And after that, we didn't have nothing in common, no more. He wanted to travel. I wanted to really sit home and, and write and, and start working on me. And so we separated. He, and we didn't stay in the same state. I stayed in Atlanta. He moved to Detroit. And then after a while, he moved to California. And I was okay with that. He stayed in Florida and Key West. He, you know, he was, he was all over. And I was okay with that. He knew where I was. I was in Atlanta. And it was okay. And then when I came to New York, it was crazy because he was in New York. And finally, now we're in the same state, which was amazing. But we see each other. He would come to my shop and we would talk. And, you know, and any girl he dated, they used to tell him, don't be your wife friend. She, you're not married with her. And he would cut me off, right? And he'll call me. Yo, she jealous. She don't understand us. Like, yo, you know, I'm going to block you. Don't worry about it. Go ahead, Craig. You got it. Right? I never complain. Like, tell that bitch nothing, nothing. That's, that's you, okay? Because I know you're going to honor and you're going to do the best you can for the woman that you're with. So I respect that. So he would block me. And then maybe about four or five months later, he'd be like, yo, what you doing? Oh, y'all broke up? Yeah. Yeah, she couldn't. Anyway, he walked. Hey, yo, where you? How the kids? Yo, where Donna? Yo. Because we were high school sweethearts. So everybody always saw us together. That's all they knew was us. So now you have a new woman and they're like, okay. But he would introduce, nah, nah, nah. You know, me and me and me and Ifa Bayer, we we separated. Like, yo, we divorced. Like, yo, this is my new woman. Say hello, yo. And they would, people respect that. Be like, oh wow. But the kids are good? Yeah, yeah, yeah. All the kids are good. So, and that was it. And he would try to explain it to his girl. Like, listen, we we were together for many years, man. 15 years we were together. Like, yo, we we were. You know, so but we're still friends. No, you can't be friends with with a woman. So back to cause. I don't know your mental. I don't know where your level is. So before I take you somewhere and you embarrass me or you take me to a whole new different fucking energy or level. Let me get to know you. Let me get to know who you are before we even get to the bed. Yes, anybody can fuck. You can fuck. You can stand on the corner and get your ass and put the and everything away. But to have someone respect you first before they jump you in, in the bed. Because what if something happens? They can't have sex. Is the relationship over? Because that's the only thing that you have? Am I dealing with you or your many men that you had? And I used to love cards for that. Am I dating you or the many broken men that you had? Because I don't want to date them. I'm not gay. I want to date you. But I, I need you to heal. I need you to unpack. If you need someone there to help you. Not to unpack, but to give you that strength, to give you the support, to hold you when you feel like you're scared. I'm going to be there. But if not, then okay. So a lot of people, a lot of the women that there couldn't relate to cars. Oh, he must be gay. Mm-mm, no, ain't no man like that. And he said, you're right. He said, men. He said, it's a different energy, different vibe. Now, some of y'all may sit there and say, no, that, that's not existing. Then you are still, you are the ones that need to be healed. Because I'm here to tell you, baby, I love the man I have. And when I tell you I bathe him, I make sure everything about him is right. And we dated for two years. We didn't have to have sex. We need to know each other mentally, spiritually. Physically is coming. But I needed you. I needed everything about you. And I'm grateful for that. 
So it is when you put that work in, you start healing yourself, owning yourself, believing in yourself. Things will happen. Your gift will make room for you. Your partner will come to you. The same way they say when the student is ready, the teacher will appear. Not, oh, I'm going out to find a teacher. No, when you are ready, the teacher will appear. When you are ready, your mate will appear. When you are ready, those doors will be open. When you are ready, your tribe will be there. I don't need you to come broken. I need you to come healed. I don't need a broken man. I want you to come healed. Oh, but you're putting boundaries and you're trying to check. No, I know what I want. But first, before I ask the universe and anybody else, I got to first be able to do it to myself. I want a man that loves me. Do you love yourself? Do you really love yourself? Do you take care of yourself? Are you loving on yourself? Are you making sure you have a JJ? Is good. Are you making sure your anal is good? Are you making sure your skin is, is replenished? Your hair, your nails, your, your, your scent, your mouth, your stomach, your blood. Are you going to the doctors? Are you working on you? Are you detoxing? Now, oh, I want a man that's going to take care of me. Do you take care of yourself? I want a man that got money. Do you know how to save? Do you know how to manage? Do you know money management? Are you still living in the poverty mind state? Don't ask the universe and everybody else for something that you don't give yourself. And when you start giving yourself and don't do the what I did for many years, I did just enough healing to fool everybody. But I was still broken inside. So when someone called me on my bullshit, I had to own it. And mind you, it was my very brother. So it wasn't. Oh, it was a man or it was a godmother. No, it was my brother. You healed enough to fool the world. But every morning you got to look in that fucking mirror. That's the only person that's looking back. They don't have no lies because you can't hide shit from them. You can't hide from you. So that's when I took the, the stance and really started unpacking to see the ugly, to see the hurt, the bruised, the little girl that was supposed to be protected and the village turned their back. So she got hurt. I had to go and see her first and apologize and hug her and take care of her. I had to go and see the teenager that was the mother at an early age. I had to see her and apologize and hug her and tell her I love her. I had to see the, 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 the pre-adult, the 20-year-old me, 20-something. I had to apologize. For the abuse that was played on you. For the men that was in your life that supposed to protect you. That they just ran away. I had to apologize. I had to hug her and love her. I had to get the mid-adult me. And I had to say, I love you. And I had to heal her from messing up her body. Not taking good care of herself. Then I had to find me as I am now. And I had to say, I love you and I accept you. And I congratulate and celebrate you. For all the things that they said you couldn't do, you are doing it. And then some. So I had to celebrate her. And I learned to let go. And I made a promise to her, to me, to them, or every age group of me, 
to say never again. And never belongs to God, but never again will I allow someone to manipulate you, for them to hurt you, for them to tarnish your name or to use you. Because you have the option of walking away with no regrets. So we can do this. We can. I love y'all. So this is what I want you to do. I told you to write a, uh, a obituary. So we killed the old us. Now I want you to write an acceptance speech. I need you to celebrate every accomplishment. I don't give a fuck if you got out the bed today. That's an accomplishment. And you washed your ass and brushed your teeth. I want you to write a, a whole speech. A five-minute speech of just thanking all the things that you have accomplished. I want you to label it. Say it by name. I accomplished doing the dishes. I accomplished reading this book and finishing it. I accomplished running out doing my errands and got everything right on there. I accomplished every goal that I, I put down. I manifested and I completed it. I want you to celebrate that. Write it down. And once you finish, I want you to give yourself something. Either the flowers or a good bath, whatever it is. I want you to give yourself something. And you know how you hand over an award? That's what you're going to do. You're going to stand in the mirror and you're going to say, we give you this. The people, the spirits, everyone, God himself. Give this to you, Ephi Abeo, for all the things you accomplished. Take this and we thank you because the world is better with you in it. Because you are necessary, you are needed. And I hand myself my gift and I say thank you. Thank you. And I say my speech that I've made for five minutes of all the things that I've accomplished and all the things I've done. Because it's time for us to celebrate us. Celebrate your goddamn self. Buy some pom-poms. I got a green and an orange pom-pom in my house hanging up because I celebrate me. Hey, shit. I celebrate me. I don't know about y'all, but I celebrate me. I've learned that. And my mate celebrates me. So now it's time to start owning us. But let's get through this detox, hey? 30 days of writing. Y'all saw I have the first person, which is Mars, for the um, 25 days of people. So, yes, of course, on Instagram. It's time for us to complete consistency. Stand our ground. Be who you are destined to be. I don't know who I am. Then be you. Be you. Be a healed you. But what is that? I don't know what that means. What do you like to do? I like helping people. But I don't like people. Stop. Who are you helping? The ghost? Then sit down. I need you to meditate for 21 days. All those people that say that, meditate for 21 days. Every day at 6 a.m. So you can get your brain back right. Get you back in alignment. Because the shit you're saying don't make sense. So for all of those that are sitting here, I, I want to help people, but I don't really like people. I don't trust people. Go meditate. 21 days. Every morning at 6 a.m., go sit at your altar and meditate. Okay? But I love you. And know that it's been a pun, please, and pleasure. And catch the show tonight on Facebook Live. I'm running behind, but that's okay. I'm where I need to be. So I love you.